the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright. After a couple of days break on my terms, not yours, because I had to take a few days off because my mind's already broken, Shadowmania returns. And yeah, now we're. I'm going to be watching Prom Night 2, Hello Mary Lou, directed by Bruce Pittman, 1987, 97 minutes long. In, in this supernatural sequel to Slasher Classic, Prom Night, sexually voracious bad game Mary Lou Malone is burned alive off winning prom queen in 1957 but years later her spirit returns to possess Vicky a cheerleader who's been chafing under her parents repressive rules mum and dad soon getting eyeful after Vicky starts acting out but Mary Lou is more focused on revenge on the man who caused her early exit from earth who's now a school principal a uh, fun and frothy mashup of A Nightmare on Elm Street and Carrie, Prom Night 2 is an essential entry in the 80s slasher sequel canon. Cast Lisa Shades, Michael Ironside, Wendy Lyon. Well, this is definitely going to be a trip and a half, isn't it? I like Michael Ironside. I think I've seen Wendy Lyon in the movie before. And this is exactly the plot of a Buffy Vampire Season 1 episode. But hey, here we go. It's Friday Night Fright. I'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor. And I'm back. I've just watched Prom Night 2. Dash, dash. Hello, Mary Lou. And, yeah. Um, wow. How to start this movie. Um, I wasn't that much of a fan of Prom Night. I thought some of the ideas were interesting. I thought the execution was decent. But it was it was a decent enough slasher movie. This is a whole other beast entirely. This is like... It's a step above even jump between aliens and aliens. Alien and aliens, you know? Because aliens are a horror movie and aliens is a action horror movie. Prom Night was a standard slasher movie with mystery, which made it a bit more interesting, built in motive acting. This is just batshit insane, because... Prom Night doesn't have any supernatural elements, the first one. There's nothing, there's no hint of any of that. It's quite straightforward, it's quite matter-of-fact, and that's fine, it's good, it's a mystery. This is just a fucking sci-fi horror movie, Jesus Christ. Like, this, I, it's hard to quantify it in the same fucking aspect as the first one, because it's so wildly different. I mean, literally feels... <sighs> Literally feels like you stepped into a different genre. It's like they wrote a spec script and then added prom night mythology, I guess you could say. Because this is nothing in common with the first one at all. Except for it's dealing for prom. So in that guy, you can say maybe it's an anthology Cloverfield esque sort of one. You know, prom nights of multiverses you have it. But it's definitely a uh very entertaining movie to watch, but that's down to Michael Ironside, who is one of the most underrated, underlooked, underappreciated actors in the history of cinema. He's he's a rock of quality. Um, if you know who Michael Ironside is, you already know what I'm talking about. If you don't, he is literally the guy, the guy, the man, as far as I'm concerned. He, he's almost akin to someone like Tony Todd, where, like, you will show up in almost everything. I mean, fucking Michael Ironside's in major pain for, like, 
15 seconds and steals that movie. Goddamn great actor. Seriously, great voice, great charisma, great sort of rugged acting style. And here it's even better because he's playing a high school principal, which is just such an interesting thing because I think this movie came out the same year as maybe Total Recall. And so, like... And, and a few years after Scanners, so it's like Michael Ironside doing something a bit different than playing a villain, although he's quite antagonistic in this movie in some regard. Based just on the movie, isn't it? Mary Lou, in 1957, there's prom, and she cheats on her boyfriend with another guy, a guy named Cooper, and then through some accident, she's set on fire, partly because her ex-boyfriend William set her on fire with some firecrackers or something and she burns and no one puts her out which I find strange even in 50s you wouldn't just stare at someone who's burning death and be like what we do what we do you'd like go drop roll or throw some blankets or some shit over or something you know not let her burn to death that's pretty fucking harsh so she's not in wrong as far as I'm concerned for wanting to get revenge because you lit these fuckers literally let her burn death that shit ain't cool so anyway, 30 years later, um, she starts possessing or trying to possess people and possesses a uh, puritanical woman named Vicky who's sort of, you know, got a very religious mother, a very creepy peeper of a father. He's a bit of a creeper, not part of the Me Too movement. And generally is a bit confused about her blossoming sexuality, I guess you can put where obviously Mary Lou possesses her and then the movie starts. And it's kind of weird, though, because she doesn't really get possessed to, like, a good 50 minutes into the movie, which is strange because the description on Shudder suggests that she gets possessed in the first 10 minutes and from there it's a sexually charged romp, which in some guard I suppose you can say sexually charged romp. In other guard you can say it's fucking creepy as shit because she's meant to be 17 years old and there are, this actress is walking around butt naked, which... Uh, if they consent, I guess that's fine. Um, it's just, it's not, it's creepy. It's real weird and it feels exploitative, but that's just me. Not as fast as Devil's Rejects, but you know, what can you do? So she's walking around and she almost sleeps with her, almost kisses her best friend. And then doesn't. Uh, she, um, she almost murders her boyfriend, but doesn't. Um... And then you get to, she murders a priest um, who was the lover of Mary Lou back in the 50s. And then she tries to kill Michael Ironside, but you can't kill Michael Ironside that quickly. So from there, um, they get the finale, which is pretty much Carrie 2.0, where the entire prom's ruined because supernatural shit's going on. And I have to say, I did enjoy this morning, Carrie. I'm not a fan of the um, Brian De Palma Carrie. I mean, I, I think Brian De Palma is an amazing director visually and all of that. But I don't know, I just... Maybe it's because I read the book before I saw the Carrie movie, because I'm a child of the 80s. But I I feel like the book could have been done better. Like, I respect the movie, but I feel... I don't know, it's the thing that happens sometimes Steve King adaptations. They go too broad and think a more matter-of-fact... Um, translation would have been better but hey this list is one of classic horror movies so what I know I found this more entertaining in kind of a car crash way there's no real structure between scenes in this movie a lot of scenes happen like the for the aforementioned um, Vicky kissing her best friend thinks Jess or whatever it is 
might be some different. And that scene happens, but then doesn't go anywhere and never really followed up on. So it's like they had checklists of scenes they wanted to include in the movie and didn't really think how they'd be included. It's going to that structure problem, which is happening a fair bit of movies I watch on Shudder, I find. And also the fact that she's not repossessed really about 50 minutes into the movie, and then there's only like 40 minutes left after that. 44 minutes left after that, to be precise. Which is very strange. You know, you think that would happen a bit quicker. I mean, obviously, description wasn't written by people who made this movie. It's written by guys on Shadows. I assume you've seen this movie. I will say it's quite brave to make a movie which is so has nothing in common for the original movie. It's very Halloween three esque. It's very Halloween esque, which is um yeah, it's pretty interesting. So what I say to summarize this movie, I so enjoyed it. I'd probably give it about three out of five. You know, it's quite high for a show to count. Um, I thought it's very entertaining, very amusing place. It's very weird, bit exploitative, bit creepy. You know, you're seeing Vicky possessed by Mary Lou make out her father, which was weird and doesn't re- again doesn't re going where. It's a movie where a lot of the ideas good and love the ideas that bad don't re going where they sort of drop immediately. And it might have been better movie if they done a few passes on the script but it was the 80s what can you do um i thought the ending was fucking hilarious you know i want to see prom like three with michael ironside as a bad guy that's all i want to say or bad woman in this case because that sounds hilarious i don't even know if they made prom like three i'll have a quick look at that um see if they made prom like three but yeah three out of five i'd, I'd say you know oh they made a fucking prom night um Oh, they did make Prom Night 3, did they? Oh, The Last Kiss. Okay, well, let's see if that's on Shadow then. I don't think so, but that'd be quite cool. Uh, nope, that's not on Shudder as far as I can see. Well, that's fine. Um, what movie should be next on the list? Um, you need to go next time on Shudder. Um, Shudder Mania. Uh... Um, Changeling Next time on show Mania Changeling Directed by Peter Medak 1980, 106 minutes long 5 out of 5 on Shudder, holy shit Consumed by grief, a New York composer moves moves to a secluded Victorian mansion there he finds himself haunted by a t- panel mentee that may unleash an even more disturbing secret. Pete Midat's acclaimed to celebrate the changelings quite simply one of great haunted house horror movies. And apparently it was done on Joe Blood's, um, or whatever his name is, The Last Driving. But hey, I'm going to do it because, fuck it, I'm going to do it for free. There you go. So tomorrow on Shudmania 2019, I'm going to be doing, taking a look at Changeling. Hope you enjoyed this review. And If you want, leave a review on iTunes. Or contact us on social media. Find me at Fry Night Fright on Twitter and on all your favourite podcast stations. And until next time, remember, life is beautiful.